0: Good afternoon, welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling. It's Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. We are brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to, the only dentist that I've gone to the last 27 years. Give him a call. He's great at what he does. Take control of your dental health, 317-849-2933. We are two days out from an Indianapolis Colts defeat against the Cleveland Browns, and the city has gone cuckoo. People are talking about the Colts trading for Matt Ryan or Sam Darnold, for God's sake. It's, it was just one game. Yeah, Phillip Rivers wasn't great. Or even Clark wasn't great. The defense allowed the Browns to run the football a couple of times in a way you really would have liked them not to. It's not over. Let's talk to the great uh, about all of this. Let's go right to the source and talk about the offense of the Indianapolis Colts. The great Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator of the Colts, welcome to the show. As always on a Tuesday, thank you for taking the time. Here's what I want to know first. How much does Anthony Costanzo's availability at left tackle impact what you implement in the offensive game plan for this Sunday against the Bengals, but also last Sunday against the Browns?
1: Yeah, I think that's that when you get when you have a player like Anthony, who was obviously one of the one of the top guys in the NFL, at his position, um, not having him in the game, you definitely have to you have to plan for that. And, and, and and also the type of caliber of rusher that uh, 95 is and was against us last week, we, we, you know, we're accounting for that as well. So when you you lose a good player like Anthony, you always you always got to account for it. I mean, so we it, it, affect, it, it didn't affect how we called it. It just, you know, we just, it took us some, some more time to, to plan it and to, and to talk through it and to talk through the variations of it um, all great conversations. And uh, we felt like um, we were able to give help to both sides on uh, to uh, uh, both sides for the tackles.
0: As we know, we Raven Clark filled in on Sunday for Anthony Costanzo who's on the shelf with that rib. So let's talk about Raven. How do you think he played going against one of the best players in the league, a very, very challenging Miles Garrett?
1: Yeah, quite the challenge. That, that guy, that, that defensive end, Miles Garrett is no doubt, in my mind, one of the best uh, players in the NFL. And I say players, I mean both sides of the football. So, under the circumstances on, on the road against a good football team, against an elite pass rusher, maybe the best pass rusher in the NFL. I thought the Raven I thought the Raven held his own and he played and he played winning football for us. And so I was pleased I was pleased with the Raven um, I was pleased with the Raven's performance.
0: You know, going into this season people were talking about the Colts offensive line maybe being the best in the NFL. Do you think it's taken a step back this season?
1: I think you know Sunday's game was a little bit different circumstances as far as you know we kind of got ourselves in a hole um we did get running the football. I thought, I thought there was a couple of things that we did um, on some of our schemes uh, on the, uh, on Sunday were, were, were as good as we blocked some things all year. So I really, I really thought, you know, and just, just the way that the, the way the game went um, sure we'd like to get more runs called and if, you know, but, uh, the way the game went and the hole that we were in, the, and the amount of plays we had in the first half, I just don't think that it had played itself out that way. But there were some definitely some things that um, in the run game that I saw us take steps. I thought Jonathan Taylor had played played his best game of the year also last week, and uh, and like I said, the some of these zone run schemes that we that we had on on Sunday were were really effective. So I, you know, it's just like every position. I think we're just all continuing to get better. Um, their the offensive line's no exception. Um, you know, they didn't they didn't have the preseason either and, and they're just continuing to get better, play the games and, and continue continue to get better. Um so I, I think they're definitely on the rise of and, and, and playing a little bit better each week. Um and, and I'm I'm not concerned about about their play.
0: What do you see when you watch tape of Phillip Rivers?
1: Yeah, I you know, i s I've seen him you know, play good football. You know, in those in those those early weeks, and you know, game two, game three, game four, even you know, he did. And, and I'd say, last game was 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 his rough game against the Bears. I mean, he did what he had to do to win, help win us this fo- that football game. So I can't agree with you on, on two weeks of, of the last couple weeks. But you know, he knows he knows this last week that. He's just got to do a better job taking care of the football. And that's, again, that that's, that's the, the nature of his position too, that, you know, he's, he's gets a lot of the, when he turns it over, he's getting a lot of the blame. And when he, when he helps us win the game, he's getting a lot of the praise and that's just that position. That's that quarterback position. Um, but we all, we all need to get better. You know, we need to, we need to help him be, be in better position. Like we need to, we we it starts again. It starts with us as coaches, just getting the guys in better positions to help them make plays. Um, and then you know, Philip, as, as he'll tell you, you know, he's got to make the right read and and not force the ball um, and and not turn it over. And then the receivers are going to tell you they they got to help them get open and and find the areas in the zone and beat press man to man. And the offensive line is going to tell you they gotta they gotta protect a hair longer or better. So it's never to me it's. We we know that Philip wants, a, and he had if you know he's going to want a couple of those throws back for sure. Um, but again, it's all of us all of us together have to get better. All right, for the product to be what we want it to be.
0: You've said before, and Frank Reich has said before that the passing offense kind of runs through T.Y. Hilton. Do you like where that is right now?
1: We threw it to him ten times, I believe, ten times on uh, on on Sunday. So it's not always just going to be the explosive play to T Y T Y just does a lot of different things. Well, like.
0: How big a deal is it for the offense, the lack of productivity on third down the lack of scoring touchdowns in the red zone?
1: Yeah, there's, there's no question. We want to be better in those areas and we need to be better in those areas because that's the, the you know, third downs the, the things that continue drives and red zones, the, the difference between four point plays and, we got to we got to be able to start scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Um, we're getting down there, and we're making um, we're making our kicker work way too way too much down there on for three point plays instead of one point plays. So we just have to get down. When we get down there, we just have to find ways to ways to finish. Again, I I really believe that I know I know it starts with us as coaches getting them in the right positions. And then it's just execution where we got to be able to run the football down there. We got to be able to pass the football down there. We got to be able to get uh, us as coaches got to be able to get them in the right position. And it's just a, it's a that's why this is such a great team sport, right? It, it's not only do you coincide with the offense and the defense, you coincide with the coaches. It's just such a phenomenal team sport because it takes everybody. It really does. It takes everybody all right, on the same page. And there's no doubt we need to be better in the red zone and third down. I'm confident that we that we we'll, that we can get there. I, I'm confident in you know our players and our offensive line and our skill position and our quarterback that we can get to where we need to get um, because we know that if we ultimately want to be where we want to be, in um, within the next couple of weeks and 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 moving forward, that we're we're going to have to fix those areas because um, that's how we're going to have to beat good teams coming, coming up. Uh, the Browns were a good team. We didn't execute in that area and ultimately that, that really hurt us.
0: That's good. All right. Thanks for your time coach. Thanks guys. Did Mo Ali coxs injury, did that restrict his number of snaps? And how important is it for you guys as an offense to get all three tight ends involved?
1: Yeah, I think we, we have to get all three of them involved. Um, they're all important parts of this, parts of this offense. Um, they all have different unique abilities um, to be able to make plays and, and to be able to excel at different things. And so it's it's always a plan to to get them the football. Again, like I said, not not every you may have a plan to get Mo the football, or Jack or Trey, you know, whoever that that may, may be, and the defense may may not allow that to happen. You know, they may take that away, and we got to be smart, and we got to, you know, it's a it's a fine line. We have to be able to get our playmakers the football, and so yeah, we we would have. We sh- we needed to get the ball more, more to Mo last week than we did, um, but then again, when the defense takes things away, um, you have to you have to react and throw it to to, to the open guy or uh, to where the read is taking you.
0: We saw the 15 and the 25 on your hat. What did those mean? I, I assume they had something to do with the injured Colts, Paris Campbell, and Marlon Mack.
1: I just you know when I went through my I know you guys know about my my leg injury when I went through my leg injury. um, my head coach Larry Karras, did would, was just awesome to me as far as letting me know, you know, that I'd be missed. Letting me know that I was important to the team and I was important to him. And that always that I, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget what I'll never forget Larry Karras, what he did for me then, and, and really just made me feel important, uh, even though at, at that time I was feeling down and feeling probably feeling sorry for myself, and you know, really wanting to be there and being part of the team you know, those two guys are still part of the team. I want them to be there with us. Um, and that's my way to, you know, my brother, I remember my brother, Mike, when, when I was injured, he was coaching. He's a, he's a football coach as well. And he's a, he's a head coach at Washington Jefferson college. And he bore my number, you know, that same area. And I remember seeing a picture of him and I thought, and that meant a lot to me as well. Um, Cause it just, it just, it just reiterated that these these guys cared about me and they, and then I was still part of the team and I, and I was still part of you know so it's it, that was that's just a personal thing that I went through and and if that's some you know I know we all know how important uh, 25 and 15 were to to getting us to where we are right now <clears throat> and being the team that we are right now and if that's that's just a really small um, appreciation thing that I can do that I feel like meant a lot to me and hopefully that means a lot to them as
0: well. All right, that's Nick Sirianni. There you go. I Look, to me, these guys look and they sound tired. After wins, there's kind of an abeliance to them. And then you've got the, the fallout from a loss like that, which happened a couple of days ago in Cleveland. And all of a sudden, whew, boy, did these guys kind of lose that steam. Um, yesterday, Frank Reich spoke to the media. And I want to play just a clip of what he had to say, because on Sunday, I was critical about what he said during his post-game press conference, as he said that Philip is the least of my worries. He said something about that yesterday, an apology, and I want to play that.
1: My statement yesterday, and this is not indicative of how I think Philip played, but I'll just admit to you that, that the statement I made yesterday was probably dramatic and, and overdone. So my apologies for that statement yesterday, not, not the best statement.
0: So that's Frank Wright going back, and I don't like going back. As critical as I was on Sunday for him saying that and kind of evoking a phrase that he used in describing his feelings toward Adam Vinatieri last year, how'd that wind up? Uh, I don't like going back and trying to relitigate, even in terms of an apology. I get why he thought it was necessary, but I don't think that it was. I would prefer, as, as a guy who could counsel coaches in this way, You just let it go. You let the news cycle kind of move beyond it without you addressing it, or you just stir up that pot again, and that's unnecessary. The Colts, they've got the Bengals this Sunday. A lot of crazy talk going on in the city of Indianapolis about Matt Ryan because they fired Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn uh, Sunday night. He's 35. He's still got some good football ahead of him. Statistically, he hasn't regressed. There's a reason to think. That he could come in here as a guy, as a starting quarterback, and get better results than Phillip Rivers. Statistically, he's always been better. In in terms of passer rating, in terms of QBR, he's that guy and he's had postseason success at a level that Phillip Rivers hasn't. We'll talk about it more tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent on Facebook Live, bright and early at eight o'clock straight up, and then immediately thereafter on Periscope and Twitter. It's a show so nice we do it twice. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call them 317-849-2933.